0: Hi, everyone. I'm Denise Garth, Chief Strategy Officer at Majesco, and you're listening to the Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast series. Follow along as I interview the best and brightest leaders in the insurance industry and insure tech landscape to bring you the latest in digital transformation, innovation, industry trends, challenges, and opportunities, as well as next-gen technologies. We use our experience to anticipate what's next without losing sight of what's now. Stay tuned to find out your next now. Welcome, everybody, to today's podcast. I am thrilled today to welcome Israel Lorenzana from our Puerto Rico location with USIC. I am thrilled to have him here. He's got some really interesting insights in what they're doing there, but because of the location that they have, he's got some really great perspectives around risk. So welcome, Israel.
1: Morning, days
0: You live in, and work in an interesting location of Puerto Rico that has really unique risks and an interesting culture and market dynamic. Why don't you talk about USIC and kind of what your role is there, what those opportunities are for USIC
1: that's kind of your secret sauce. Well, USIC is fully uh Puerto Rican owned company rated A plus by A Invest. And we focus on commercial, personal lines, surety and bonds, miscellaneous and uh, construction. We are proud of what we do. We are the best in what we do in terms that the service we provide to our customers. If you ask me what is the secret sauce, is our commitment to the service. Uh, when you mentioned about the interesting portion in, in our market, particularly are what we call in, in the challenge that we have during the year. As you know, being the Caribbean and being the first island or piece of land, when you're coming from Europe into Americas, it's the same appealing to the hurricane. So they came out from Africa and somehow they like to work around us or through us. That means saying that since June 1st to November 30th, our high risk or catastrophic uh, environment, as we call it, that bring us all sorts of challenges. And particularly when it comes to how fast we can deliver the service we contracted with our customers. So that makes uh, when you, you know, we're working environment, me in, in particular as the CIO, is that you always need to have your system ready, but especially ready when you're a catastrophic God bless us, it, it doesn't happen. but. Once in a while, it happens like Maria a couple of years ago. So you have to be resilient. You have to have all sort of redundancies, but more important, be ready to fulfill the commitment that you did to your customers. And so far, we have been number one company providing and servicing our customers when it comes to fulfilling the commitment of a claim. From system view, when I came into USIC, we... We were ready. We were always ready, but we did have the challenges to be more prepared to be more resilient to challenges that I explained. While we embarked even through the COVID, to that we were limiting the availability of our systems and the port to change our infrastructure to be more resilient, resilient and more available to our customers. That's why we engaged in this digital transformation.
0: How has USIC shaped um, your business and technology strategy to really provide a new foundation for growth and innovation? You know, because you guys have such an opportunity there in the market from a growth standpoint.
1: Very good question. One of the challenges I faced when it came into USIC was the fact that you're really, really good. And again, this is our secret sauce, the service we were committed to our customers is to realize that the world was ch- changing really fast fortunately there were new technology views or way of doing things with subjects as uh, software as a service cloud services and the such so we did an analysis in terms of do we proceed to continue acquiring system and having us go through the process of, of growing in infrastructure and in personnel all that is required when you bring new technology into an environment which is working really good, or you get the benefits of those services and, uh, and that software without going through a lot of pain about, about acquisition, uh, then maintenance, support, personnel, and, and the such, And which, which is the secondary approach. We start then uh, engaging with providers that had an offering that was appealing to us. So we rapidly start analyzing and uh, define the means and the ways to change from an in-house environment, totally in-house, our data centers and as such, into getting the benefits of aqu- using the software, but that software being managed and provided by others. The transition process is ongoing. We haven't wrapped it up. What I can tell, looking into the market and analyzing, if we were used to follow the natural or the traditional way of doing things, even the waterfall approach to the second project, it will have take us like five to 10 years to get to the point that we wanted to go. And obviously at that time, you're off the market again because technology is advancing too much. So that's the kind of the analysis with it. Like we know where we want to go. We will go the old way or we will go the new way. And we select the new way that is as I said, to bring uh, strategies.
0: So part of that new way was really electing a modern cloud intelligent core policy billing and claims as a part of your foundation and part of your digital transformation. And you've talked about trying to keep as much out of the box when you were implementing, also to meet your customer and, and agent expectations. So talk about kind of that process of kind of looking at a different core system and the approach that you took of trying to take as much out of the box.
1: In that in analysis, we, we perform in our system, our operations we need understood that instead of like traditional, you will acquire a policy management system, then acquire a billing system, then acquire a claim system, and all them will be different. And then you have to get through the integration process. So the sustainability, the security, and the, the fourth. So you and up having a, a frank state. Actually, if you start acquiring, because this is the best, and you did another analysis, this is the best, and, and so on and so forth. We we took a different approach. My business is one business, and it's an integrated one. One. Secondly, in digitalization, and when you change one thing that we we did, I forgot to mention, we we also decided to be, we will change from product centering to customer centering. Look into it. If you don't have access to the data, you, you'll be failing sooner or later. You'll be failing. But we we analyzed the market and our reality. We look into providers that can provide me a full suite, and when I mean a full suite, I, I can have my policy management, my claim management, my billing management in one full stack. And I'm not only not only for one line of business, for multiple line of business, because that's using. Regardless, I have different line of business. At the end of the day, my relationship has to be one customer, one company. And that's where we're looking into the market and the different providers, we saw that Mayesco had an offer. More importantly, not only as as how to provide or get to deliver and run my business, but the fact that Mayesco was investing heavily, looking into now and into the future and talk to us about the Italian core and the ability to get all that data from different business in one huge lake. Either the data is is, is, uh, structured or non-structured, but more importantly, accessible to the user, meaning the the employee that is servicing a customer, and down the road to, even to the customer. So that was that was really key. It's not a one shot deal. You have it's a transformation you go through. But when we look into what we need to do, instead of different in working with different providers, we had really strong conversation of, about uh, our vision with MySco executive, and we found we have a common sense or a common view where we're heading. MySQL has a view where we're heading, is heading with the company and usually has one in the, in, in the way they want to grow and it match. So, in the way I see it from the technical standpoint, I have all my technology needs and support maintenance and everything in one place. And from the business standpoint, now I can offer for my business people the data when they need it and how they need it and the such. That synergy is something, I mean, more than talking about technology because everything is, oh, he's, you're the CIO, you only care about technology. No, no. Things had changed, had changed a long time ago. I need to understand the business and I need to be sure that who's providing me the technology, helps me provide the business my business owner needs. It's a different ball scenario. That's what when I was, as I said, going back to your question, when I understood what were the requirements, what was the business asking me to provide, I'd rather work with someone than instead of having that, oh, that's a vendor, I see it as a partner that can help me facilitate and provide what the business owner needs well
0: you started out on commercial lines you're planning on moving on to the personal lines now too right
1: israel yes yep that's uh, starting uh, hopefully in the next month or two actually we yeah. already had some pre-work but yeah we're beginning on that one we already engaged on the surety side we already did the commercial line of business for personal lines we also did the claims system for personal lines
0: so one of the things that you shared with me is that usic is on yellow alert it's an interesting term, from June 1st to November 30th, basically on alert for hurricanes. And this was a key factor in your decision to build your first notice of loss digital solution on Digital First. Talk about this and how quickly you got this out to market for your customers so that it's available during, which we're in the middle of, the yellow alert period, and why it was so important for them.
1: Oh, yeah, that was a really interesting uh... So you said, and I mentioned it earlier, it was funny. I, I didn't remember. How you call it a, as you said, a yellow alert, but it's true. It's true. I mean, the truth of the matter: we run the, we have different cycles, different moments, but by May, even before May, we're just checking all system, and then in June first, we're in yellow alert, meaning that everyone is checking the weather channel, checking you name it, you name it. Why? As I said, we're in the hurricane path, in the hurricane arena, and that's where actually. We just begin the peak of the season. September is the peak. So now we're we're, we're really on alert. And what that means is that our commitment in case on God protect us, we have a major catastrophe. We have commitment on how fast can we reply to our customer and tell them, here I am. I hear you. I'm going to work with you. That's the first notice of loss. When we were evaluating where we were, I remember talking to Mayesco. I said, oh, listen, I have, we were, talk- we were talking about digital first uh, as a means to, enablement to have it with low-code or no-code access to my data in the backend. Well, talking to fellows in, in, in my desk, I say, well, I don't have, in, for personal lines, which is my biggest and largest present, not present, but business in, in, in using, I need to have access or be faster in, in, in either way to answer my commitment to my customers. And that's where they show us, okay, this is what, what I have for FNOL. And what, what I'm trying to say is digital first as by design, already has the built in persona that you can use or you can start from, instead of starting from zero, you can start from 30% of what you need or 40% whatsoever. When we saw the FNOL feature or service from detail first, we get enchanted because we said, well, this is great. I mean, this is going to work really good to us. So that portion of what was the, the user interface as such, actually we removed features and function. We, they changed the colors. But more importantly, we rapidly focus on how we get access to the data because I mean, to get there, you need access to the data. So we spend much of the time getting access to the data and then tweaking and picking the, the front end. to. And the focus on the idea is that customer can get in, create its claim, and get that first notice of loss. So that means that you, I already know you have a, uh, a need and we're going to serve you. That project from concept, I would say, we had a conversation, we did a blueprint. I think it took us like 10 days, working days. And once we had... F- Saw so that design and we launched the project. In four weeks, we were ready. We were ready into production. So it was a, such a rapid turnaround that it, for us it was unbelievable. Because obviously this is the whole offering from Jesco. was really challenging to us in terms of how aggressive they said they could make. They could they, they can deliver, and we engaged, and it's there. And we did it, and on time, on budget. And then we had the opportunity to tweak and pick, you know, the look and feel and so on and so forth. But it was a really great experience. And actually, that was pivotal to us uh, when we were analyzing for using all the strategy, what would be the basis for us to provide portals, personas, agent portals, and as such. So actually, it's a subject. It, It has really transformed us in the way we're thinking how long it will take us to achieve different things that we have on staff product that we have lined up. So, yeah, that was really an interesting. thing. It's
0: a great app to have available for your customers. I'm hoping you don't have to use it, though.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. It's interesting. I mean, we're all proud of what we did, but we all pray that we don't have to use it.
0: Exactly, exactly. It's better to be prepared. Yes. We talked also, Israel, when we we're talking ahead of time, agents and customers really fear technology rollout, you know, because it's something new, it may be confusing to them, uh, you know, a whole range of different kinds of uh, perspectives. Talk about the importance of, of the um, user experience and the usability design focus, and what you learned in rolling this uh, first notice of loss app out, and what you hope to apply in into the future.
1: That's certainly it's like everyone resists change. It's a it's a human nature. In our case, as you say. Uh, customers, agent, even uh, everyone. Again, everyone. When there's a change, it's some fear, some resistance. What we 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 had done so far is that we involve the agents, uh, sometimes a little bit the customers, we producers. In this, are, we would like to involve them in what we're planning and what we're building for them. Right? In that way, it's empowering to them. For us, it, it validates what we thought or we think is is what they're needing, and. It's kind of in uh, it interactive, and in that way we understand we reduce that resistance because they know what is coming. We had done many surveys and we had many sessions and discussing with agents, producers, and customers about what they're expecting. For us, this is extremely important because, as I said at the beginning, what is our secret sauce is the service, our commitment to service. When you go through a digital, in a digital environment, that will be accessible anytime, any place is challenging because it's a high risk, but having them involved with us in what we're designing, it gives us a confidence that we're gonna be delivering and we are delivering what they want. So far, again, our experience with the FN oil, it was really good, empowering, and uh, we are already having this conversation and working on a couple of really interesting projects. That interaction, and I would say like in, in any project, if, you, you need to involve the, the consumer on what are you delivering in order to have them interacting and helping you design the best tool for them, I would say.
0: One of the other areas, and you kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, that's a big focus for you is around data and analytics. Now with you know Intelligent Core and digital solutions, and being able to have access to all of that data to really be able to gain some different business insights. Talk about what your future looks like around that and, and what the focus is.
1: As I mentioned earlier, it, was, it still is. It's a challenge in terms that is something that is composed of many activities, many, many projects. And before I start, I sit down with Mayesco data analysis people, data architects and the such. We, because we had a couple meetings, and actually two weeks ago. Mayesco people were at our offices and we were having worked on all this hands-on meetings. So having the ability at the intelligent core and by architecture Mariesco provided without having to build into interaction, without having projects about how to move data from one place to the other. Automatically everything fit, get into the same place. Provide me the ability to segment my data, qualify my data, clean my data, apply data governance, apply security you name it also sort of the things that we have to do to be ensure that that data is clean and available now not only is that is there is how that data can be accessible to my regular employee in the line of business to the manager in the line of business without having to go through major projects of yeah, data extraction transformation loading you name it how that data can be structured that that end user has to, is able to by himself to query into that data, create those reports, have them in their dashboard. It, they don't have to jump to another solution, another package, because everything is embedded in one suite. That, for me, it's solving a lot of problems. It's empowering to, to my end user, who knows better about what they need than them. Every time they, if they have a requirement, they have to explain to someone else, someone someone has to do that argument, and someone has to do it. So at the time that they it's like four interactions to get something done and then that person who requires receives it and says well it looks kind of but it does. that was not exactly what i meant that will be shrinking to maybe one two steps everything will fall into how much they ask for or how, how involved they get into and that for me is incredible it's awesome and then again it was a dream but now I have the technology to make it happen. This is not going to happen from Friday to Monday. But we're already also working with our, all our coworkers on uh, change management process, uh, understanding how you fit and what you do fits into the big picture. So far, with all the different projects we had gone through, it's, it's amazing how empowered the employees feel and how needy and how hungry they are to get their hands on more tools that add value to the, end result they're, they're providing in terms of the service or whatever they're doing. So it's amazing. It's a really uh, interesting experience and it's, it's really nice to see how people react when you te- let them know, okay, now you have access to the data. I will teach you how to do this, What what is in size, what is in both, what is required. We were already, we, three years ago, we, we changed from just having regular data to we start segmenting data, we started re- creating reports, we started creating dashboard. So the, we were in a tra- transition that all of a sudden we start asking the intelligence about, okay, what if, and uh, then we when the implementation of intelligence core and what we're doing right now, now a lot of things will be done and we, have, we we can focus more in about the intelligence that how proactively, what that data means to my business. That's the way we're going right
0: now. You know, it's really amazing how technology can really, when done right and when implemented right, can really empower your employees and the teams, but also as you mentioned earlier, even your customers, it really has to be thoughtful in that way. And, you know, you talked about the technology assessment, but also it's really about a partnership because it's more than just the technology, it's the partner that you're working with. What were your expectations in the partnership with Majesco and how have those expectations been met along the way, Israel?
1: And I tell you that since I met Majesco, and I, again, let me add you, I came kept it from being on the market over 25 years big technology companies doing big projects and i never saw myself as a technology provider i would seek myself to be my customer partner that was the challenge that i present to my Jesco, and uh, even from the regular person i was working and even executive i always still told them i don't deal with vendors i look for partners and they heard me i had never ever felt and hopefully it will never happen that for some reason, any requirements or any request that I have made or any need that I had, and when I say I, it's a uh, had not been fulfilling in a way a true partner works with you. When you're working with a company worldwide, as Majesco, you know, they have people working around the world. And sometimes we're working our time zone. It's nice for us because it's working hours, but there, there might be in the call people that are at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., God knows. And Mayesco had never, ever hesitated to make people available when it's needed. And I, honestly, every project has its hiccups. Uh, any project will run into walls. Uh, every project will have challenges, but I had never felt that Mayesco had left me off the hook. He has always show up, been there, do whatever it has to do, and had delivered to us as a true partner and even talking to us about where we're heading to our vision and so on and so forth they sat down and there were instances that they say you know what israel present at present point we do not have an answer to your question we will work on that or sometimes uh, things that we had requests and it's not within majesco strategy so i'll go and do elsewhere so that, honestly, that transparency, it's uh, is really important to me. I, I always tell them, say me the good things, but more importantly, show me that you'll be there when things are not that good. And so far, they haven't filmed. It's about showing up. Being there. Yeah. 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 Actually, even preventing. Even, I mean, Majeska has much more experience than we have. I mean, Majeska has, I don't know how many thousand call customers. And a lot of time, we're working and thinking about something, and because it's the way we want it, and it's the way we do business, and they say, okay, guys, May I say something? Heads up. This is what we see. What about we think about this way? What about we think this other way? Let me show you about, and it's that dynamic. And they have many times present us alternatives that we had never thought. Actually, one of the requirements that I tell my ESCO team when we're implementing any project is that we will tell you how we do things, but honestly, it's for your information. Tell me how you will do it because you're the owner of the system. Challenge my line of thought. Challenge me when I'm saying to you, this is the way I do it because maybe I'm doing it because I didn't have a better tool you know, or because that's the only way I learned about how to do it. So challenge me. And that's a communication and interaction that we have constantly. You know, like in everything in life, if you don't listen to people, or you don't listen to all, you, know, you will never grow. If you think, whatever you start thinking that you know everything... You start to fail. When you believe that you own the truth of everything, you're failing.
0: So one of the things too, Israel, that I wanted to kind of, and it kind of ties into this that you're talking about is what are the best practices? I mean, you've had a lot of experience, as you said, with some big companies. Now you've had experience USIC. What are the best practices that you can kind of share with our audience?
1: I'm an engineer by, an engineer by trade. By trade. So when I'm saying, I always think about when projects I'm doing buildings. I'm not a civil engineer. I'm a computer engineer. But you have to work through all, all kinds of engineering when you're at school. I always focus on the foundation. And you need to talk from the beginning where are you heading. What is your future? What What is your vision? Forget about if technology can do it or not. No. talk about your vision. Be sure you you talk about your vision. You talk about what your customer expect. Talk, think about that customer experience. And talk loudly without. I mean, do not even question yourself first. This is doable or not. That's really, really important. That will set the focus of everyone where everyone is heading. Then you start boiling down. You start analyzing. And that's where you need. You rely. You, you need to have a partner that will help you go through the process to break everything in different different details until you get, had enough information to build that foundation. And what I'm saying is that if you want to build a hundred ten stories building, dream about it. With with everything, that means that a foundation has to be really wide. Has to be a lot of things have to be there. If you start building a five-story building and at uh, the third floor you say, "Hmm, what about I add three more floors or add balconies?" and you have to go back and break apart what you built before because the foundation will not support it. In our business, in the business of digitalization, you have to be sure you have access to the data, to the smaller granular detail of the data. You Need now, but more importantly, you might need it into the future. That's the key. Have access to the data. So, best practice, dream about it, talk about it, think about what your customer needs, and your customer can be your employee, the agent, the producer, the underwriter, you name it, the agency. Those are customers. Talk to them. Ask them what they need, what they want, how they want it, so on and so forth. Gather all that information, talk about it, and then go into details. More importantly, always focus that all that interaction everything generates data and be sure you have access to that data because that's where things start to get interesting you start just with that data you will start doing analysis you will see tendencies you will you name it you'll be able to have a sound foundation for your artificial intelligence engine and if nowadays you're evaluating projects without having the intelligence the artificial intelligence mindset I think you have to reach over or revisit what you're thinking right now so it is access to the data. So best practice, look, dream about it, talk about it, focus on the customer experience. Customer experiences, everyone will interact with your system, build a sound foundation, and use and follow your, your provider best practices in, the, in terms of executive projects. There are many tools, many strategies to get this done. Design thinking, using Agile project implementation. Certainly, you will need change management, and there are different kinds of strategies. Listen to them. That's really important. Have a strong project management office. That's really important. Things will get hectic, and the project must continue. And obviously, last but not least, important: check your budget and your schedule, align with the different events you have through the years. The you know, first three quarters of every year is taxes. In our case, hurricane season is from June 1st to November 30th. So every project we're doing, working alone, we prepare like having second and third strategies because if we get hit by a hurricane, everything has to go to, in halt. What do you do with your project? Why why do you work out? So those are kind of the things that, that I would recommend. But more importantly, dream. Think about it. Don't withhold because, no, the technology that I have or I don't have right now, that's not important. Dream about what you already went ahead, but more importantly, listen to the customer you're delivering for. Because whatever you do, you do it for a customer. And be sure you have access to that data because that's where it seems getting Now, listen, in Majesco, all these companies, those players, they have best practices, execution practices. Listen to them. Let them guide you somehow allow yourself to be challenged by their offering and by what they're saying and their experience you have to listen it, it's the only way we know in music we know our business how we run our business and we're the best in the way we run it and we're the best that's why we are recognized but we are not the expert on technology we're not an expert in mayesco software we are not expert in how mayesco implements the projects so why i will tell Myesco how to do things it's nonsense so listen, listen listen and but at the and again, very important. I have to re say this, reconfirm. Dream, create a cohesive vision based on what your customer expect. What experience do you want to provide? It's important your internal business, but internal business has to respond to that customer need.
0: Yeah, you guys have been on an amazing journey in a transformation with really great opportunity ahead from a growth standpoint. So when I kind of think about it, you guys are really well positioned for the future of insurance, Israel, and you've got lots more that you've you've got planned to do. What I always like to do is end my podcast with having my guests use one word or a phrase to describe the future of insurance and say why. So what's yours, Israel?
1: The future of insurance for us?
0: Yeah, what's one word or phrase that would describe it for you guys? Exciting. I love it.
1: I say it's exciting. Definitely. And that's actually, it's kind of our motto, <laughs> internal motto. We, we're excited with what we do. We're exciting where we work. We're excited working with each other. We're excited to deliver our customer the best service we can. And what we're putting together is that have them more rapidly, promptly tell us what they need. So we'll be excited of facilitating that to them. That's, it's exciting. We're, we're happy what we're doing, but the best is still to come.
0: Well, we're happy to be on that journey with you for the best yet to come, um, Israel, and really appreciate the partnership between USIC and Majesco.
1: Thank you very much, Denise. Same here. Excited about this. (laughs) We're into, it's not that we're beginning, we're really into this, and so far, so good. And We're excited what is coming through. Thank you very much, Uh, Denise, for the opportunity.
0: Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast subscribe to our Market Leading podcast series available wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in the next time.